Boys, boys, huh? let me tell you, I've had a day. Yeah? Oh, have yeah. you? Jay, I, what, what happened? What happened today? What happened? I traveled up to the magical hamlet of Hampstead, Maryland. Have you ever been okay. there? Hampstead. Never. Heard some North, things. North Carroll <laughs> County. Read a lot. I read a lot about it. Yeah. It's the place to be if you want to get a COVID-19 vaccination oh, in the state of Maryland, let me tell you. Snap. Nice. That's right. Snap. I got my first shot, baby. First Excellent. shot. So you're on I'm the uh, you're excited. on the you're on the mRNA train. What'd yeah, you get? Moderna? Right. <laughs> Moderna. That's right. All right. <laughs> that's right. I don't have my card on me or I would show it to you guys, but uh yeah, no, very excited. Very excited. Congratulations, Beautiful. sir. Yes. Yeah, Congrats. and I just have very mild you know, just very mild mental symptoms. I think I'm going to be okay. Little brain fog? Little brain fog? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here for the episode. Are you thinking in Russian like I was for the first 24 hours? Oh, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it. Greg, that. turns out that was a brain hemorrhage. Oh. Sorry. Not Russian. You know, but again, but again, if that's the only side effect, I'll take it. Heck yeah. Can I go to concerts? Slight brain hemorrhaging. Versus, I get to see live music. Get the damn shot. <laughs> get it. <laughs> of course, we kid. There's no such symptoms. Go get your shots, people. It's yeah. open up to everybody, 18 and over, in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Go get it. Do it. Do it. It's easy. It takes. It literally. I was in and out the door, and you got. You, you have to wait for 15 minutes. I right. think I was in and out the door in 16. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I had. I, honestly, I had like. I had like four hours worth of like tired. It was probably yeah. the worst of it. Okay, but you haven't gotten your second one yet. Well, I got the I got the Johnson and Johnson, which is oh, one that's shot. right. Yeah. So Done. it's the blood clots that are getting you, right? So allegedly, like, like right. <laughs> yeah. If I was ten years younger and female, apparently it would be a problem. Okay, you know, right. and, Actually, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It was seven out of six million people. Right. Yeah, or no, six out of seven million. S- six out of seven million. Which, by the way, you know. It, I read I read something that that said like you know birth control gives women actually like the blood clots too and it's six and six thousand. Yeah, oh, it's like a higher yeah. percentage of of, of yeah, women a thousand get, that, times, get the exact same thing from oops yeah. from. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thousand times more likely that you get it from birth control is, apparently. It's so, funny, but, man. Yeah, but you know they they can't get sued, they can't get shut down, so they stopped everything. Mm. Yeah, they'll be back. Yeah, they'll be back. Well, speaking of back, we are back. With another fantastic episode this week. Why do you say we get this thing started, boys? Let's do it. Thought you'd never ask. You should check it out. Yes, that's right. Back in now, well, I guess partially, still partially vaccinated, but close enough. It's episode 89. This is You Should Check It Out. And my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we have an incredible show tonight. Mm -hmm. Um... Let's see. Nick is going to be talking about. Oh gosh, I don't even want to give it away. No, it's too you. exciting. It's too exciting for me. Thank yeah. you. I, yeah, it, Nick's Nick is just going to be talking about an unnamed subject. Mm-hmm. A yes. beautiful, beautiful unnamed subject. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Uh, Greg's going to be talking about uh, some artists, solo and otherwise. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be talking about a solo artist myself. Okay. Nice. I don't know. That's Did the best I got. You guys want to start off with some music? Yes. Always. That sounds that sounds fantastic. What I need I need your thoughts. I need your thoughts because I listened to this album over the weekend. I'm not okay. going to talk entirely about this album, but I want to play this song from this. This is uh, I think from their a sap- new album, sophomore album, I believe. Yeah, just came out. Okay. Uh, this this track is called "Built by Nations," and okay. it's by Greta Van Fleet. Nice. <gasps> Built by 
Ooh. It's a good track. What do you think, hmm. Jay? I, it's hard to hate that, man. <laughs> I, I, wa- I want to hate it really bad. But Why? I, d- I don't hate it. No, do I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I know. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. You know, like it, they just are so blatant with their ripoffs. It's so blatant it with their ripoffs, but they do it, it so well. It drives me nuts. Mm. It drives me nuts. Yes. Because it's like, ah, that is so good. They, it's, it's so, so good, right? derivative. It's so derivative. Yes. But it's ah. all the stuff that I love. And I know it's all the stuff that you guys love. Yeah. So it's hard to like say like, no. Like, yeah, it's, they do it ah. well. It's hard to do and they do it well. What are you going to do? That's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, it's it's rock and roll, man. You know, it's like, we got to be, he almost, you know. He, we almost gotta, gets, he almost gets Mars Volta on that whale. Dude, yeah. He, you know, people always want to talk about him sounding like Robert Plant, but I always, I always got more of a Getty that's sure. definitely more Getty Lee. Yeah, he's, that he's, was more he, Getty Lee. Yeah. He's gotten like your more Mars into Volta it. too. Nick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, that, Nick. That particular track, I was like, ah, man, it sounds like Mars Volta a little bit. Yeah, ah! I'm all about that. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. It's, it's like, look, man, if you're going to do that thing, you might as well go all the way. You can't like half-ass it. If you're going to be a high vocalist. Totally. totally. You know? But I think Mars Volta would be an example of a band where they've got that singer who has that sound. Yes. And they take it and make it a little bit different. Like they right. make it their own, they make it their own thing right. by mixing yeah. it up a little bit. And, yeah. and, Greta Van Fleet does not, but they do it well either way. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's the same time. There's there's a part of me that really likes the. You know what? We've heard all the criticism. We're gonna dig in. We're yeah, fucking digging in. Man. You know, we're going for it. Yeah, and I've heard they're amazing live. I've heard they're nice dudes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and if people want to go on, you know, online and make fun of them for the way they dress and the way that how high the guy sings, it's like he knows he's singing that high. And and I think they just uh, I remember seeing a headline, a defiant kind of headline, like people are just jealous of us, you know, like in, in, in an article that came out this week. Yep. If I had known we were going to talk about this, I may have dug it up. But uh, well, we can we can cue it. I just wanted to play this track because the album yeah. just came out and, and it yeah. wasn't a full on discussion because they do get a lot of um except you know that 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 was what that was like the case study of pitchforks crappy reviews yeah was Mm, the grand van fleet right the 1.6 or whatever Um, that same year they were voted number two on the most underrated bands of the year well you know what oh come on so the fans no (laughs) no underrated (laughs) underrated yeah yeah no no i I get it the fans fans do love them so to me that tells me that you're doing something right if you're pissing yes. people off and making and making lists yes. like that, you're you're yeah. doing something. It's right. like it's like yeah. Austin says, you know, haters are the best thing that can happen. That's right, mm-hmm. damn straight. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, anyway, you know, and I'll, I go back yeah. to my, I go back to what I said the first time we talked about Greta Van Fleet. They're kind of like the Black Crows. Mm-hmm. You know, people said the exact same thing about the Black Crows whenever they came out. They're just I like the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and yes, they they were obviously they wear their influences on their sleeves, but. I don't think anybody would look back at the Black Crow's career and say, well, they were just entirely derivative their entire career, you know? Right. Because, because they, they sustained. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think that's key. Yeah. You I keep going key. and you, you develop. If you power your, through it, you power yeah. through it and then you've right. got your fan base and then you, and, right. and then it turns into a, respe- a begrudging respect at a certain right. point and then just respect. That's right. Yep. Kind of like what we're going through. That's what we're trying for. <laughs> we're trying. You just keep powering on. Yeah, we're just to date still apathy. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're working on it. So what hey, do you got for what? us this week, Dick? Guess what? Yeah, what? What's old friends in the news? Who's that? Um, uh, Taylor Swift. <gasps> Tay Tay, my girl, Tay Tay. Did you hear about this? <laughs> Tay Tay today. Boy, so I'm... she's she is just released. She's just re re-recorded entirely 
and re-released. Uh, the first of her, the I guess, six albums that she's going to be re-recording to I maintain right, yeah. rights on. Uh, and this one was her 2008 Fearless, which I'd never heard. Um, <laughs> really? Correct. <laughs> you? So, so I did go ahead and give a couple of the tracks of the new album a listen. And then I went and listened to those same tracks on the old album. It is crazy. It's like, it's like note for note. It's and great. I it a, is. I read it an is. interview. Yeah. I read an interview and she said like she wanted people that had moments from songs to still have those moments. So it was important to keep it as close as possible. But like a lot of the same like session artists came on. Oh, and beautiful. What, what a break for those guys. We get to record the same album again for Taylor and get paid probably, well, I don't know, at least as much. I'm sure they got paid well the first time. Sure. You know, it's yeah, probably, sure. it can't be less than the first Maybe it is less than the first time now that I think about it. But well, anyway. But yeah, I was I intrigued no to see whenever she had announced that she was going to re-record all these albums, I was really intrigued to see whether or not she's going to try to spice up the tracks or like change them around. Right. right. Not it, at all. No, yeah. they're just, no. they're note for note, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wants note for note. The, 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 it sounds like the intention is to completely like almost like make what Scooter has, like that catalog, just yes. irrelevant. Irrelevant. Right, it's, yep. it, and not not to separate it in any way, and not to not for for people to be like, oh well, this isn't the original version. I want the original one. That's the one I grew up with, or whatever. That's the mm-hmm. one that I fell in love with. Yep, interesting. So, so, this, so, so this the re-recorded a week ago. Yeah, right, this drops a week ago. This album already exists in the store as as is. It's just younger version of her singing the exact same songs, but she even mimics that. Wow, Go, goes number one. <laughs> not only that it's number one it's broken the 2021 record for most for most units Dude. Uh, or, or most share or whatever however that's the, you know the term that they use to measure that uh, the billboard term she's broken the record for the female artist with the with number with three number one albums in the shortest period of time um, she just it was just under it's under 12 months I think right Ridiculous. And she's yeah. going to do this five more times. Exactly. She's going to do this five more times. Unbelievable. Yep. I, when I heard that, that blew my mind. I mean, that that's like, I, was, uh, I can't think of another number one album, but like, I don't know. The Beatles, Abbey Road, they didn't like what their publishing deal was, so they decided mm-hmm. to go back in the studio and recut Abbey Road note for note. They did it. Oh, Birdclock loves Abbey Road. I'm sorry. Bird they didn't loves- do it. Mm-hmm. I, this is a hypothetical situation I'm talking about. Bird clock. Andrew Bird can sing. Wait, that's, not, that's <laughs> different. Different album. Never mind. Different album. Yeah. Uh-huh. They go back. They re-record the whole thing, note for note. Nothing changed. They re-release it, and it goes to number one again. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be- that's it. Wrap your mind around that. There's I enough know. people to, to 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 buy it again, a second time. Well, I mean, what's stopping all these other major artists from being like, why don't I do that? Why, like like That's this album question. like like this this is the album that booted my ass off of number one 10 years ago or whenever <laughs> it first came out more than that 15 years ago right 12 yeah 12 yeah. you know it's like and like and now it's number one again like what the you know unbelievable Insanity. it's her fans man no she yeah. honestly i mean she she's she she got the rallying cry she got everybody behind her and it's explained for, what she's doing yeah she's got a great communication strategy and there's a she villain like, you know there's, there's, there's a oh there's, there's a, always a villain in yeah. taylor swift's world there's always a villain yeah. Indeed. And it's always a guy but so, so this is this is yeah that's, that's fair this is the uh first woman the with three for, yeah it's who cares whatever <laughs> 
it's fine. This is fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, first woman with three number one albums in less than a year. Wow. That's that's a big one. Well, she's I'm in the f- running for like the number, like the top number of number one singles now too. Mm. Like up there with like Jay-Z and the Beatles and like like top echelon. Damn. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is her uh, ninth number one album. It's the only album to be re-recorded uh, and, re- and reach the top spot ever. It is, she's the first woman to have three number one albums in less than a year. Mm-hmm. And this album, it was basically the number one selling album since Evermore, which was the number one sell- selling album since Folklore. <laughs> All, all Taylor like, Swift albums. Just all in case Taylor you didn't Swift catch albums up. in the past nine months have basically <laughs> taken each other's spot for the Good best Lord. selling She's album. She's basically over the running the music months. industry at this point. It's all her right now. Yeah, it's all her. Yet, so. yet she has to re-record all of her songs. But yeah. it works. It's but it's working. Talk about making you know lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. Mm. Speaking I for of Beyonce, one welcome our mm-hmm, new indeed. Taylor Swift overlords. Yes. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, come yeah. rule over me, Taylor. I'm fine. Um, That'd be good. great. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it is cool. I mean, it's I, you can't hate on that. You know, she's, no. I mean, she she's putting in work. She's re-recording it. it. Like, what? I mean, absolutely it, crushing it. It's not. Yeah, it's not a money grab. Unless I mean, unless this is like an elaborate hoax. <laughs> that would almost be equally as impressive. It, it would. I wouldn't be mad because I haven't bought the record. So if the hoax was she did actually just did it. And yeah, it's a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Unbelievable. But no, it's, it's it, it, you know, it's funny, man, because like you say the word, you say like the album Fearless. I've never heard that, and you you might assume that I, Greg Loman, Mister <laughs> Jazz Fusion Heavy Metal, have never heard Fearless by Taylor Swift. But eh, wrong. You'd I've listened. Wrong. I've heard the whole thing. I've actually had to teach pretty much every song in that. Of course, you have record. You're, because so, what's you your favorite? Teach. What's your favorite? Um, I couldn't tell you which tracks are on it right oh, now, but is. I do remember, <laughs> I remember vividly several of my students at the, it's, it's just like, it's the first time it came out 12 years ago. I was teaching mm-hmm. at a private school and all of my students were girls that right were like in sixth, fifth grade. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But see, that's and so cool. On it, all of it. That's I so just, cool. Yeah. That there's yeah, like a timestamp there that like all of those girls then, yeah, that was their inspiration album. And no matter mm-hmm. where they go from here. Right. That's where, you know, and those are probably the same girls that are like women now that are going to buy that album again mm-hmm. to support Taylor. Yeah. Right. Right. Or like buy now, it's, it, now yeah. it's hers. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or maybe buy it. Is, is this available in NFT form yet? To be determined. I don't know that she needs that right now. Right. <laughs> that would be that would that would get stupid. Yes. That would get uh, stupid if she put something on an NFT. That would she, be, she'll, yeah, do, she'll get around to it. No doubt. NFT, NFT. I'm trying to think of a. No, no I never. I never get a no money forgetting Taylor. NFT. NFT. No, 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 Oh man, that's Yeah, that's cool. super cool. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like when I, I was talking to uh, my wife's father. He comes over and babysits Ben on Mondays and Tuesdays, and uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to him about it today. And you know, he doesn't care about Taylor Swift. I care about her maybe a little bit more than he does, but sure. just like explaining why this mattered to me was like very like refreshing. Like, and you can't dispute it. Like she re-recorded an album that was number one and she's popular enough and she's marketed herself well enough. And it's such a good album that enough and story. people, yeah. and an, a, a good enough story that enough people are going to go out and buy it again 
to make it number one again. That is incredible. Yeah, it's never and happened it, before. And again, to to to, to manage, to, she has like the reputation and the resources to get all the same people back. Yeah. It's like a reunion. They're laughing their asses <laughs> off about this right mm-hmm. now. They're having a great you know? time. Yeah, they're having, having a great, a great time. Yeah. yeah. Just flutes of champagne in the studio. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No big deal. How did this... What are we going to do here, guys? I don't know what to do. <laughs> pop, a, <laughs> pop another bottle. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got more. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What songs are we going to pick for the record, you guys? Huh? Gosh, I don't I'm know. Just kidding. <laughs> it's all pretty determined. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. I found my chart from last time. Oh, yeah. no, let me just pull it up on Ultimate Guitar here, real quick. Yeah, exactly. Wait, hold on. I got my Songster app. <laughs> Beautiful. Sweet. That is so cool, yeah. dude. Thank you for bringing yeah. it. I'm going to watch my tutorial that I made 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, the one that I made on YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to watch my own studio diary. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, notes. they just go back to the documentary on the bonus <laughs> yeah. DVD that was they're like t- taking notes. Uh, oh, shit, I think like, I played. Uh, I don't know. No, I played F sharp minor. No, no, no. It was an A major seven. <laughs> Good uh, stuff. Good stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for, thanks for sending that to me, Jay. <laughs> hey, any Tay Tay news comes up, I just want to make sure it's, it's some, covered. One of us are going to grab it. One of us. We did it. talk about it. We broke this news. Yeah, you know, it was us, and then like Reuters and CNN after us, right? Um, one of those two came first, like a year ago, whenever Tay Tay said she was going to do all this. So I just wanted to follow up. I wanted to make sure it was covered. That's all. It was a great, great follow up because I would, I would (laughs) have missed it. I actually, I had no idea that that had happened already. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, she's just pumping them out. I follow enough entertainment news, and I've clicked on enough Tay Tay articles, probably just for the pictures. That she's (laughs) just all over my front page. She's just that's all my news feed is just Tay Tay. Excellent. Yeah. The yeah. algorithm the algorithm knows about you. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Yeah, yeah. So it's Greg, what's up in your yeah. world? Buddy? Well, you Let's know, take it's the spotlight funny. off me and my obsession with Taylor Swift for a second. <laughs> just for just for a moment. So I'm out east again. Um, oh. and uh, I'm 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 here uh, working with uh, my buddies in the resilient band. Yeah. Cooking up some new stuff. Um, we've got plans to take over the world. Um, you know, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. Via and, music. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and uh, also, I was thinking about, you know, hey, what can I talk about on uh, episode 89 here coming up? And uh-huh. I was thinking back, I was like, I was actually listening to last week's episode. And Jay was bringing up uh, Richard Thompson and how he was part of this band called Fairport Convention. Yep. And it got me thinking about how there's a lot of different people who are, or different artists, I should say, who are famous solo artists who actually started in bands that are maybe a little lesser known, mm-hmm. um, but we're still, you know, they're not unknown, but they're sure. not as famous or as, I guess, more of more in the uh, mainstream as that solo artist ended up becoming right so you're yes. saying uh, you're talking about solo artists that became bigger than the band that created I, yeah them. i guess you could yep. say that you know and so i decided um to, st- to start thinking about that and researching that and it turns out there's a lot you know I, well because you know everybody comes from somewhere jay jay actually gave me a little hand, uh, a little help uh naming this bit i don't even know if it's really a bit but it's, it's just gonna be a discussion this is called how it started how it's going Ah, because memes. Indeed, right? I live. I live. In, I live that. I live that meme life. We're hip, and you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're with. I'm them. a meme. I'm a meme girl. <laughs> uh-huh. um, cool. So yeah. Cool. Um, 
So I went ahead and decided to um, go on the old Facebook and okay. this morning and just kind of throw it out there to the hive mind and say like, you know, who's your favorite music artist that started in a popular band group and then went solo? So actually a little bit slightly different than a question than I just proposed, but you get the drift. So here's some of the responses. And I want to give shout outs to some of my friends here. Uh, Mark cool. Blackwood, a good buddy, great bass player in DC, responded almost immediately with Peter Gabriel. Oh, he was on it. He was on he it. He was on it. Big time. Jumped on it. Yep. And a lot of people actually liked that comment. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do this on all of them, but time out. Nick, do you agree Peter Gabriel bigger than Genesis? Oh, hands down. Yes, absolutely. Right on. Okay, like I, I said, I would... I, the question was bigger. Do you think better than Genesis? I know that's a, honestly, that's a big Honestly, honestly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow, right okay. Yeah, I like Peter Gabriel's solo stuff. Wow. I'm, I'm really not a huge Genesis fan. Okay, I hear <laughs> That's you. a running joke. No, but no, I, no, no. I, I have listened to it, and it's like, yeah, it's just a little too light prog for me. I just, right, right. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. Um, another buddy of mine from high school, Garrett Heath, jumped in with Jeff Beck, mm. which is an interesting choice. Excellent. Uh, Yardbirds. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my aunt Valerie Loman uh, chimed in with Sting. Of course. Oh, yeah. Courtney Tish, uh, another high school friend, said Dave Grohl, who, who I, I don't really consider him like a solo <laughs> artist, but I know what she means. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Foo yeah. Fi- yeah. Front, front man of the Foo Fighters. Yeah. I think it's, because it's he's of, switched instruments also, we can get That's true. And I will say that the that? first Foo Fighters album is basically a solo record. I think he played, yeah, okay. every, I think he played every instrument. Yeah, yep. really? um, wow. Yeah. Then you have uh, a lot of my high school buddies uh, jumped in on here. Philip Andresen said Ian Anderson. He did uh, solo stuff? I guess so, but I, you know that that might require a little research. I hear you clicking away. Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep uh, moving he though. Def- I got... He definitely has some some solo stuff, but okay. I don't know if bigger than Jethro Tull. I don't know. Well, again, Jay, Jay Greg didn't didn't include that in part of Fair his enough. question. Fair enough. Fair it was right, just right. Who, yes. who had a band and, and went solo. So we right, yeah. right, yeah. I, I guess I sort of slightly misworded it, but you get that gist. I have this very talented new student, uh, guitar student. He's about 13 years old. His name's Michael. His mom, Samantha, jumped in and said, Phil Collins, and then changed her mind and said, actually, Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Oh, both good choices. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, Another high school buddy, so many high school friends, jeez. Uh, Eli Nesson said, Beyonce and Lou Reed. Oh, you've probably never nice. heard of either. But match made of heaven. They're, yeah. pre- they're pretty obscure, but I don't. I don't know if you've ever if you've heard of either. Beyonce and Lou Reed. Yeah. Only time they've ever been mentioned in the same sentence. Right. <laughs> Indeed. You haven't been going uh, to the right parties, Nick. Un- unless, yeah. Un- oh, unless okay, that question noted. was. Unless that question is, who would have the weirdest looking baby? <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, ding ding ding. Then my another uh, a true homie, Mate Vladar. Said Neil Young, and I, mm-hmm. and I guess he was referring possibly to Buffalo Springfield. I don't know. What do you guys? Yeah, th- yeah. he, he was yeah, in a no, bunch of bands before he got known. Absolutely, yeah. Buffalo Springfield, the the Minor Birds, wow. and uh, you know another little either, so. small little brown band, uh, Crosby, Stills, CSNL. Well, well, them, I mean, CSNY. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but that was after his first solo record, wasn't it? Was it, it was, CSNY? It was. Okay, oddly right. enough, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, Matthew Smith, another high school buddy, Paul Simon. And then yes. uh, a, a very talented uh, for student, a former and current student, Jeff Greenspan, said sec, uh, second Paul Simon or Ozzy. Ozzy mm. yes, is a Ozzie. great choice. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or, or Chris Jacobs. And I can't remember which band Chris Jacobs is from, but he, he's actually uh, sort of a local Baltimore or Maryland guy. You might want to look him up. I think he's kind of like doing kind of an Americana country vibe. 
Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, he's kind of he's more modern. Oh, one of my math students, Jennifer, she chimed in with Stevie Nicks. Okay. Oh, my Stevie buddy, Nicks, excellent choice. Yeah. My, bu- yeah. my my buddy Toby Ganger said Michael Jackson, which is um, of course pretty Jackson great. Five. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's a good. One. That's, a good to- that's a good spot. Toby's actually in the very rare position. He was a child actor, and and uh, we met in L.A. And he actually <laughs> was like he did an ad with Michael Jackson. Oh shit! Like, really? Yeah, and and he was like he was he was on the Mickey Mouse Club and all that stuff. Wow! He, he was in okay. Forrest Gump. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, he gets like royalty <laughs> checks from Forrest Gump. Sweet. Uh, yeah, nice guy. Uh, his his son and my son are like best best buddies, like BFFs, you know. Nice, um, that's awesome. I'm gonna keep going here. I only have a few more, but I want to make sure everybody gets a shout out. Uh, George McGibbon, uh, fr- really friendly guy I met at Walter Reed, said Roger Waters, who has also had a uh, oh, fantastic solo. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Thurston, fantastic keyboard player, said Dare I Say Beyonce. <laughs> so there's another Beyonce. He dared. Jeff Martin, uh, who's a Baltimore staple. Uh, he used to work at Fletcher's back in the day. Is he okay. put mm-hmm. Mar- Marky Mark, winky, Marky Mark, winky nice. face with <laughs> a little winky hey, face emoji? Hey. No uh, need for shame there. That's a good no, choice. That's a good it, pull. No, yeah. no, I, 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 I uh, LOL'd. And then he had James uh, Helly, uh, who is a fantastic guitarist in Virginia. He wrote Adrian Ballou. And then we have yeah. our our classic buddy Lion, who wrote, of Wyan. course, a, bu- a bunch of a bunch of yeah. We, he weighed in, of course, as he does. Uh, weigh in with Always. Lion. Uh, mm-hmm. He wrote Justin Timberlake, but for real though, Raphael Sadiq. And I don't Ooh. remember who Raphael Sadiq is. Um, and that's exactly why Lion said it. Yes, <laughs> that, he like he loves that. And then he wrote, "Oh, duh, Jimi Hendrix." Well, so way from uh, well, I mean that's a tough pull, man. I get Jimmy it. Hendrix, he was, it was more of a hired gun, right? He for was playing with the Isley Brothers. Yeah. 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 Uh, see, Wine was trying to go too deep on that one. A little bit know. of a stretch. Yeah. Well, he he may defend himself next week. We'll see what. It, He's not here. He's not here. Um. Okay. Then we had my homie, 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 uh, Toby. Who, and, and <laughs> Toby. I know he, he he listens to this with his family uh, on Sunday nights. You know, so he appreciates us edit. Hey, you know, Toby. your your edits, Jay. Hi, um, Toby's family. <laughs> the biz bosses, his lovely wife Debbie, who I also know from high school. Hi, Deb. Yeah. And they're two wonderful kids. He wrote Paul McCartney. Um, There you go. That's true. The talented Dina Emerson. She's a vocalist for Cirque du Soleil. She's really cool. Um, And a a great hostess. Um, And I know she's listened in a few times. She wrote Bjork, which is one of my favorite responses. Oh, she was in Sugar Cubes. Sugar Cubes. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, And then Stephen Wilson. Stephen Wilson, who was. Porcupine tree, that's a little bit mm, more okay. of, my, of my alley, I think. Yeah, right on. Um, Porcupine tree is a great prog band. They are. He's, he, they are. He's, yeah, you guys are familiar. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it, just quick sidebar, but like Porcupine tree and then Opeth is like this metal band, and they they yeah. sort of like produced each other's records. They're like Opeth okay. is also really cool if if you ever like have that metal itch but you don't want to go too far, too like <laughs> too aggro, like Opeth is kind t- of like dip your toes in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're like a, a they're a like a bit. kind of little psychedelic metal. They're very good. A little dab, a little yeah, dab of metal. Exactly. <laughs> All right, just a few more here, and then we'll play some clips of our favorites. So here we go. Chase Enriquez says David Lee Roth and Slash is stole. This stuff is pretty rad. Thanks for chiming in, Chase. Jeremy Shanahan said Neil Young. Lauren Mancini. Lauren. Lauren. Hey, what's up, Lauren? From Bel Air. Bel Air. Yes. Hall. OG. Wow. Those were the days. Where's Jamers? I just friend requested her. <laughs> she wrote Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis, that's a great call. 
from Heck Rilo yeah. Kylie. Yeah. It's Tell fantastic. me more, Jay, because I didn't know. I wasn't I wasn't familiar. I mean, I knew I I don't know Rilo Kylie stuff as much, but I know Jenny Lewis because she's a fantastic solo artist. She plays really cool kind of Americana pop stuff. It's great. You got to check it out, man. It's really good. I will. Yeah. She she even did a thing with uh, Elvis Costello. It's like one of my favorite songs of all time. It's called Carpetbaggers. You got to check that out. Okay. I think really she was in stuff. Postal Service too. Huh? Jenny Lewis? She was. Wasn't she on the first? Uh, she was on the only album, I think. Yeah. Oh, is listed as like in a credit, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, well, well. Well, that was a great poll, Lauren. Thank you. There you Good go. job, Lauren. Yeah. And now we've got a couple more here. We got Mary, who says uh, Eva Cassidy. I'm not sure which band Eva Cassidy was in. I'm familiar with her as a solo artist. This is checking. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get a quieter keyboard, Nick. I know. Seriously, man, that thing is loud, bro. <laughs> nah, it's just the 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 velocity that I hit the keys. Is yeah. a, there's really no. I've tried the quiet ones. I just can't be wow. break them. One twenty-seven. <laughs> I honestly, I, I, I've got like, I got like drum patterns. I do yeah, like right. when I type in words and stuff. It's great. I yep. hope this finds you well. <laughs> <laughs> I got phrases that are also polyrhythms and regards. Nick. <laughs> Auto signature. <laughs> All right. Nice. All right, Natalie York, a talented musician in D.C., wrote Lauren Hill. Oh, Fugees. wow, yeah. that's a great Fugees. call. Yeah, God, I didn't even think of that. And then um, afterwards, you also Shaka Khan, Eric Clapton, and Harry Styles. <laughs> well, yes, 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 yes. Harry Styles is one of mine, actually, that I considered bringing up, but I, luckily, somebody else did. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm crossing them off my list. I still have a couple. This is like a dude, boggle with my wife. Yeah, <laughs> I will say this, man. Harry Styles is kind of like, I mean, he's, he's kind of like a Tay-Tay a little bit. He's got that kind of potential. He's really he good. Does. I like I he like his stuff, man. He's, he's, he's his, really his good. Grammy performance was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah it was. Right on. I didn't see it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see it. I know you did. Yeah. Because I, I didn't I watch the Grammys, even though yeah, so I, you guys didn't watch it. Okay, here we go. Two more comments. Dave Merrill chipped in with, wow, he's got a lot. Ozzy, Do, Ozzy Dr. Dre, Nikki Six, Chris Cornell, Phil Collins, Oh, Dr. Peter Dre, Gabriel, you just Don. skipped over Dr. Dre. I mean, that's... I well, I was skipping over. I was trying. There's a lot here. But All yes, right. Dr. Dre, you're right. Respect. Yep. He says, uh, he goes on, he wrote Peter Gabriel, seconded that, Don Henley. Oh, Don um, Henley. Dang it. Yes. Man, my list is getting smaller all the time. <laughs> and then finally, last shout out, David Costello, a very talented vocalist and a, and a homie. He wrote Black Francis and Tupac. Now, Black Francis, I'm not familiar with. I not maybe, no. uh, But Tupac was in um, Digital Underground, who did mm, the Humpty really? Dance. I didn't. Wow. So he, he, yeah, he like went he out on He was on the track, the Humpty Dance? He's not on the track, but it's that, but he went it's out with, okay. he, he, yeah, and he was like a touring member. Jeez. Huh. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. That was like his first, I think, hip hop gig. Black Francis is the uh, Pixies. Oh, he meant, Fran yeah, he meant France. Uh, Francis was, Black. Francis Black, yeah, but he goes by Black Francis sometimes, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, very clever. Anyway, <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that everybody who responded to, to that got a shout out. So thank you guys for for that for your patience. But uh, you know, it's great to hear from all these fine folks, and uh, it's good to get a, a little discussion going about this topic. Awesome. I would like to chime in and finally play a clip because it's been a minute since we played anything. Hell yeah! Mm -hmm. One of my favorite uh, artists ever. And you might, I mean, this is pretty sensitive music. Again, here I am, like metal, heavy metal, jazz fusion guy. 
But what I love me some Elliot Smith, and he, oh, okay. yeah, nice. You know, and he he plays really? some of the most some of the saddest, most sensitive stuff. Yeah. You know, and if you have never heard him, I mean, you have absolutely have to. He also had like the kind of the harmonic sense of like the Beatles, and just an mm-hmm. absolute absolute virtuoso at pretty much everything. Yeah, um, but he was. I only know him as a solo artist. He was. He was in a band. He was in a band called Heat Miser, and huh. uh, let's play a clip of it. Because if you're familiar sure. with him, you'll love this. Yeah, man. You know what I just realized when you were playing that? The first thing I thought of when you said that was like how much, if you've ever seen Good Will Hunting, you've heard plenty of Elliot Smith. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I remembered Danny Elfman was the composer for Good Will Hunting, <laughs> the actual score for Good Will Hunting. Well, so we got a it'll, crossover. There you go. 88 to 89 crossover. It all Sorry. comes back together, man. No, you're yeah. good. You're good. So it's, it's really great to hear his voice with a heavier band. Because yeah, this stuff is cool. so sensitive, you know, it's just cool. It's a different side of them. And then you, you, if you look, uh, there's actually a really excellent, it's an interview and then like somebody kind of animated it. You can find it on YouTube. I don't know what it's called, but if you look up like Elliot Smith animated interview, you'll find it. And um, in that interview, he says, yeah, I wanted to get out of that situation because I was t- like, it was just too, too much. I felt like I was yelling all the time and I had to be macho and yeah. he's just not that. Like, you know, if you dig into his music, you find out pretty clearly. He just like wants to like whisper. <laughs> he's so quiet. He's so quiet, you know. Yeah. And that's like his thing. But I do like it when he's got some power behind. He's him. got a great rock voice, man. Yeah, Sounds exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he just maybe just for some reason just didn't have the confidence. He just didn't want to do that. Um, but he did for a little while, and it's recorded, so we get mm-hmm. to listen awesome. to it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I, so I'm, I'm gonna fin- I'm gonna shut up finally. But um, I would love to play a clip of Elliot Smith's posthumous final album uh, he passed away in 2000 i think something some early early yeah. 2003 he's remembered quite fondly um there's murals of him in all over la and this yeah. is a song that i listened to when i moved to the west coast because i drove and uh i listened to this song like a lot <laughs> and it's called coast to coast I've got no new act to 
So yeah, well, I love you that have clip, it. man. Thank I you. Love, yeah. yeah, man. I, Elliot Smith makes me sad. So I, I know a lot of them, but but I, re- I really like his heavier stuff, and I like a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I can't right. I, I can't recommend him lightly. Be like, yeah, go listen to Elliot Smith. Da, 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 da. Right. Like it's it's like you got to be. I, I, I like warn people. I'm like yeah, you, gotta, you can go, go listen to it, but like make sure you're like stable in first. a good spot. <laughs> yeah, know? you got to be in a good spot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, he's uh, so. Nick, yeah. what were you thinking of in terms of uh, solo artists? Honestly, the the um, it, it, and I think it did. I think it did make a uh, get a comment, but I think I think Velvet Underground Lou Reed was probably <sighs> very nice. Yeah, very nice. It's one that one that popped the mind. Cool, and like I said, cool. I, I I think uh, who who did mention that? Let me make sure. I, Eli is that? Eli? Yep, Eli yeah, Eli Nesson. Yeah. So thank you, Eli. Um, yeah. So I uh, I, I actually I love Velvet Underground and really? and and also yeah. I, I, I honestly do. didn't know. Is that a Darcy I do. thing? It Just was. to go yep. a little bit of insider. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Yep. Cool. Yep. Enough said. Yeah. So it's it's purely nostalgia. All right. Um, so yeah. So I wanted to play. I, I tried to find, find clips that were that kind of suggested the, the tra- trajectory, and also Transformer was an interesting album because of David Bowie's influence. Yeah. In mm. the process. Transformer was an so, incredible album. Yeah. Amazing. So I want to play uh, "Beginning to See the Light" by okay. Velvet Underground. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. What album is that from? I think it's White White Light White Heat. Some cool, cool garage garage grooves there for you. So what was your that, later era Lou Reed pick? Let's let's hear the opening track from from uh, from Transformer. Let's hear oh, Vicious. Fantastic album. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. metronome or someone playing a cowbell <laughs> possibly both that's right. one and the same back then i think <laughs> exactly. now honestly man velvet underground for me velvet underground totally opened my opened the door for me to like most indie music that's incredible mm. yeah like it really think... did just like the like the 
the aesthetic of the loosely composed and intentionally. And it's also kind of like, it's like a precursor to punk. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're just, they're just trash and shit up. So Very no, sure. no, Velvet yeah. Underground's an awesome band. Lou Reed and Velvet Underground are a band and artists that I just, ha- I've never taken a deep dive on. I know that makes me tragically uncool. No, you don't like no, being sloppy. No, it, I know that I should like them and I know that no. they have artistic merit. But it's just never sunk in for sometimes me. A, you know, but I know someday I will. I, I'm not putting them off at all. Right, right. Sometimes it, it just, just doesn't it's connect. It's your taste, it's, bro. It's, it's waiting taste. out there for me, and it's just another thing that someday it's going to click, and I'll be the biggest Lou Reed you, fan Have in the you world. ever heard his stuff with Metallica? On, on, <laughs> Lulu? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I am the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so for, for, for Jay, my what'd you pick, get? What'd you do? Yeah. I, I mean, I God, the floodgates opened up. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess the low-hanging fruit for me would be like Eric Clapton, because he's Naturally. like kind of like the prototypical solo artist coming from big bands like Cream and Yardbirds, mm-hmm. but I, that didn't seem like Derek and the Dominoes. Yeah. That seemed too easy. You got Van Morrison coming from yes, them. That was one. The, that them. was one. Of, you know, like consider that. I had Chris Cornell on the list. Nice. Peter Frampton coming from Humble Pie. I thought that was a pretty good pull. Darius Rucker. No one said Darius Rucker. Come on. I, don't I mean, he is. Who would have thought that the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish would completely surpass any of his... An old friend named John Rossman would have well, thought that. I, I can tell you no, that. No, I can tell you I didn't. I didn't see that move coming, but as soon as it came, yeah. it was like, yeah, Clear. Darius Rucker. Who, he's Hootie would have thought. <laughs> hey. Oh, sorry. Oh, the other ones that I would watch lock silent on that one. All right. Belinda Carlisle from the Go Go's. From where? Belinda Carlisle from the Go Go's. Okay. Had a string of hits in the 80s. Morrissey from the Smiths. Incredible solo career. Basically, the entire Wu Tang clan. Right. That was kind of like a planned thing. You know, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. I mean, it was a brilliant plan we can get into that some other day but um, but for my pick and the one that hits closest to home for me is mr rod stewart yes really okay yeah i'm down with that man who didn't get his start with the faces but i'm going to use the faces as the kind of springboard for this so let me st- can i stop you though sure what, what, yeah do you know you know which band first hired him right oh uh, well i mean he played with the jeff beck group for that's a while. what i mean yeah that's okay, what i'm talking yeah. about that was like yeah. the first yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For yeah. some reason, I, I think he's, I just think of him as like 65 years older than Jeff Beck. Is that not true? <laughs> no, That's no, they true. were all coming up at the same time. He yeah, was yeah. Young, weird. Young Buck right. at the time. And he's so old. So like the first Jeff <laughs> Beck are. group album, Beck Ola, has mm-hmm. Rod Stewart on it. And then he went from the Jeff Beck group. He was considered as like, it was either him or Robert Plant for, you know, Led Zeppelin. Then eventually it joined the Faces, who were the small faces and then became the faces and <laughs> and it was funny because i think of the faces as this like fantastic rock group from the early 70s who were you know competed with the stones were doing the same kind of thing and then you had rod stewart as he was kind of like the hot kid who was attached to your band you know he was <laughs> like it, it was one step removed from the faces and rod stewart you yeah. know but i'd never seen that like actually validated because they, they always presented themselves as a as a band which i appreciate you know they never really promoted rod stewart as like the front man but then i read this article there was an interview with the faces back in 1972 and it's funny because it was from rolling stone or something like that 
and the entire interview is is basically talking about how much bigger Rod Stewart is than the band The Faces, even at the mm. time. You know, so it was a dynamic that was definitely going on at the time. Okay, but The Faces anyway. The Faces are one of my favorite bands, and Rod Stewart is one of my favorite rock and roll singers. And so I I would be remiss if I didn't play one of their early tracks. This is uh, Had Me a Real Good Time off of their album Long Play. Nice. I mean, that's oh, like, dude, you can't yes. beat that. Nah, you, can't you can't beat that. You can't. <laughs> not, not rock and roll vocals. I mean, you know, I love me like Chris Robinson. Like he's he's drawing oh, yeah. so heavily dude. from that. It's insane, mm-hmm. you know? Dude, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is 100% Chris Robinson. You took everything yeah. from yeah. Rod Stewart. And it's so, also yeah. like, it, it, there's a natural tone. And, and then also it's like the way he was recorded or something. Like it's just yeah. so perfectly saturated. And yes, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. I love that sound. And, all yeah. of his stuff with the faces is exactly the same. Like, it's just yep. like, like you said, perfectly saturated. It fits right in there. And so, you know, but he was like the big deal. He was the good looking guy in the faces by mm-hmm. a million miles. <laughs> right. Ron Wood you know, isn't was, exactly known as a looker. No, no. <laughs> Poor bastard. Uh, so you know, <laughs> yeah, they're <all> pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's actually like a poorly named, poor name choice. No, no, no. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sure that was an inside joke, right? Right, right. Of course. You know, but anyway, so it was kind of it was inevitable that Rod Stewart would go off and do his his own solo career. But my God, when you think about like how kids today, including us, probably coming up, thought about Rod Stewart. Like, right. I didn't think about Rod Stewart playing cool shit like that in the faces no, when I was he was a rock star. He was, he was just like the, yeah. the adult. He was the guy exactly. who played Forever Young, yeah. you know, yeah. on like the yeah. alternative, you know, the oh, adult. Maggie. Yeah. Maggie yeah. May, like the shitty version of Maggie May. Yeah. And then there's this, this, this piece of fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> that bass tone though not a fan it is a hip track I'm not gonna lie <laughs> as far as disco tracks go it's not bad if you want more oh. yeah 
Yeah, whatever. Okay. So, do you think I'm sexy? So, and then from there, he went on to do, like, to re-record the American songbook. Right. You know, so yeah. it's like, he's turned into a crooner now, which I guess, you yeah. know, that's that's one path you can take. But, man, like... I, that's what Misty's going for. <laughs> Father John Misty? I, I yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> anyway, to me, to rediscover the faces and see how awesome Rod Stewart was... <laughs> could have been. What he what could have been. been. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. He's, you know what the, he's when you great. were describing the faces, it reminded me of uh, Brittany Howard and Alabama, Alabama Shakes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, like like how that band was always kind of just like it's really just her, and they're just session. Like it reminded me of that the yeah. way that they were characterized when and they were. There's around. plenty of there's plenty of bands with that dynamic, and mm-hmm. you know they have. I mean, Hootie and the Blowfish could be another band that's exactly that dynamic. Most people it's, thought Darius Rucker's name was Hootie. Yeah. yeah, it's four replaceable players and the lead singer who Darius makes the Rucker, whole damn yeah. thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. I would I would counter that in the case of the Faces, though, because that's an excellent band. You know, I think a lot of people would say the same thing about the Stones, but they'd be dead wrong about that. Anyway. That, they're, that the Stones are just Mick Jagger? Right. You know, if you're a lay, oh, if you're a lay Rolling Stones fan, you don't know what they're about. Mick Jagger is kind of the face of that band, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's the one guy who's kind yeah, of... Yeah, that's tough lips. about Keith. He's the yeah. lips. That's he is right. the lips. He shakes yeah. his booty. He he's got lips. those moves like Jagger. Yeah, he's amazing. Lot, uh, hey, that, I, was I, a, that was a good segment. That was yeah. a good segment. <laughs> that was. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, thank you for helping me out, guys. Hey, I appreciate that this week. My and pleasure. thank you to everybody out in Facebook land. We'll go live again soon uh, once I get my ass back to the West Coast. And not take it. You may, you guys may hear some extra voices because you know this is a social habitat that I'm in. I, I can't control. You know, I, I can only do so much. So Casa de Resilience. It is, it's a band house, okay? So you know, it's not G-rated. I don't know what to tell you. No, right? it's not. <laughs> I think you're Sorry, doing Toby. fine. I think you're doing fine given the circumstances. Right. Thank you guys, and and they love you, and uh, we love them. So indeed, yes. All right. Well, I got to fit a segment in here, so I'm going to try to move quickly here. I got a song pick. We played a lot okay. of songs, but I'm going to play one more. This has been my freaking jam for the past week. You guys familiar at all with Tony Joe White? No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Tony Joe White is a kind of country Americana singer from the 70s. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away in 2018. He's most famous for writing the song Poke Salad Annie, which was covered okay. by Elvis. So he's kind of like oh, one okay. of those guys, kind of like a J.J. Kale, who was mm-hmm. a really great songwriter and performer, but just never really had like that big hit. Right. But, you know, in the circles that kind of I like to hang out in, he's a he's a pretty huge hero. Anyway, Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys okay. uh, is also a huge fan, and he took a set of demos that Tony Joe White recorded before he died and got a whole bunch of Nashville session players into his su- studios and recorded... A new like new backing tracks to the original Tony Ooh. Joe White acoustic guitar and vocal demos, and they are freaking fantastic. The album's due out May seventh, but they've released a couple singles, and this one's called Boot Money. And tell me, this isn't Boot the money. coolest thing you've ever heard? This is great. Boot Money.
working real hard, buck fifty a week. Always had a job, but I couldn't find no money in my pocket, the rest down in my boot. Maybe a poor man, but I always got some loot. I got food money. I got Really looking forward to that. All of Tony Joe White's stuff is cool. Like it's like again, again, if you like JJ Kale, kind of that seventies kind of laid back groove stuff, it's great. So yep. really looking forward to that. Yep. May seventh. Uh, the name of the album is Smoke from the Chimney, and that song is called Boot Money. Good stuff. So very good. Very cool. So what's guys, going? I don't know if I think I may have mentioned it on the podcast a while ago, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of my favorite artists. Corey Wong from the band Wolfbeck has an incredible podcast that if you guys haven't checked out, it's called Wong Notes. (laughs) (laughs) I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to listen to it. It's really good. The first season was sponsored by Fender Guitar and Premier Guitar, the magazine. It's just him interviewing musical luminaries. So Mm -hmm. he's had like some really incredible people on there. Ani Ani DeFranco, Steve Luthaker. Tosin Abasi, your boy, Greg. Indeed. Uh, Jacob Collier, um, mm-hmm. Vince Gill, Steve Jordan, Ron Carter. I mean, my gosh, everybody. That's and cool, it's man. it's great. It's really kind of like just candid musician to musician talk. So if you're into kind of the insider baseball stuff. Oh yeah. And, and he's just a great interview. It's it's great. So anyway, he's on to season three now. And his first episode that dropped uh, just a couple weeks ago was with one Mr. Joe Bonamassa. Right. Okay. Joe Bonamassa. Who, who is this guy? Who's this guy? I can tell you. Ah, uh, Greg, you want to answer? Who's John Bonamassa? Who's the Bonamassa? He is, well, uh, currently, uh, he is one of the highest grossing guitar players out there. I Am I wrong fair. about that, Jay? No, uh, really. He's, he is a. He's a blues guitarist. That's how he kind of yeah. builds himself. Um, he's middle-aged, white guy, kind of corny. He, <laughs> he, he, I mean, I, listen, listen. I mean, I just mean his appearance and like the yeah. sort of yeah. his kid. Not his music. I'm not talking about his music. I but, would include his music in that. Well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going there. <laughs> but because right. um, I, I honestly loud, haven't heard enough. I haven't actually heard enough. But I have watched videos of him, of him playing live and. It's a little over the top, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. In my opinion, um, I'm more of like if Gary Clark Jr. kind of like if I want to yeah, listen to like a yeah. modern blues guy, um, mm-hmm. personally. <clears throat> but the first time I saw Joe Bonamassa, he was featured in a documentary about Tom Dowd, the engi- oh. engi- the engineer. Okay. 
and Joe Bonamassa sits down and he's pretty young at this point. Mm-hmm. And my buddies showed me this entire documentary just because they wanted me to see Joe Bonamassa play. <laughs> and he wow. has a 335 and he's like 25 or maybe years old. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, okay. well, I wanted to work with Tom Dowd because all my favorite records had that his name on the back as the engineer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I was like, this guy's cool. You know? And yeah. then he, you know, 20 years later now he's developed into this kind of like, it seems, he, he's a, he seems a little bloated. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to, I don't know how else to describe it, but he's a very talented guitar player and I, I, he, I'm sure he's super knowledgeable. He has tons of resources. He's like a collector of gear, yes. I think, oh my God. you know, oh my which, God. I, which I think annoys uh, some people and <laughs> Jay, yeah. but, but, uh, but here's the thing. No so, ax to grind against Joe Bonamassa. He's here, cool. I can only tell you about the first time I heard Joe Bonamassa, my, one of my good friends, Ernie Beck, who's a fantastic guitar player and AV nerd from here in Baltimore. We were going down to a site visit. We were driving in my Jetta and he was like, uh, dude, you like Eric Clapton, right? I'm like, dude, he's like my life. He's like, you know Joe Bonamassa, right? I'm like, no. He's like, dude, you gotta check out Joe Bonamassa. Check him out. So we threw him on and I was like, ah, that's, <laughs> no. That's not it, man. That's not it. It was like, Taking 60s, 70s blues rock riffs and just glossing them up and like yeah. really shredding Fancy. them. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, this is not for me at all. And right. then once I saw him and he's got like this slick back hair and he's anyway, his, his whole image is like Greg said, it's very cheesy. But it's got the suit with the, what'd you say earlier? Oakley suit with the, the, with Oakley the Oakley glasses. glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's everything is- that like bu- blues purists hate about the blues, okay. what they've become. All right. yeah. Anyway, enough said. Like, I've kind of come around on Joe Bonamassa because Likewise. I like like you said, Greg. He's a collector, and while that makes me jealous of his incredible guitar collection, he really knows what the hell he's right. talking about. It's yeah. not like he, the dentist who has Stevie Ray Vaughan's you know uh, exactly, guitar in his office. Exactly, yeah. and he's also not a purist. Like he won't like he's not putting these guitars in cases to stay no, on the using, wall. Yeah, like he's using them on. Like he'll play mm-hmm. a '59 Les Paul like on tour. Right. So he and he really respects the music and here's the thing like he he appreciates his place in it. He knows that he's a nerd. And mm-hmm. he, his he has a guitar museum down in Florida or wherever he lives and it's called Nerdville. So he like he, he he gets it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he, anyway, he knows, he knows what he is. He's he, self-aware. Right, right. So anyway, yeah, I still cool. not a huge fan of his music but he's a cool guy. But he was in an interview on Corey Wong Wong's notes. podcast, and the thing that caught my ear was not only, like, how great an interview he is, because he's a really candid dude. He'll just, like, yeah. he'll say whatever. He's not going to get irritated or, you know, pissed off by anything that the interviewer says. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's just going to tell you how it is. But then he goes into, like, uh, Corey Wong brings up his touring, um, mm-hmm. the way that Joe Bonamassa has gone about... Uh, doing his live shows, and it was like a revelation to me. I'd never heard anyone do this before. I didn't know that Joe did it this way. So anyway, I have a clip from the episode. Uh, all due respect to Corey Wong, I'm just going to rip it off here and just let him talk for about two minutes because it. I think it's really, really interesting, his approach to it. And Greg, I, I would really love to get your opinion on on what he has to say here. So cool. check this out. And you're rolling the most gangster I've heard out of anybody. You don't take the traditional route where you book tours through promoters. Right. I've heard that you rent the venues yourself. Mm-hmm. 
and you promote the shows yourself, and that way you're taking promoter side and artist side. That's what I'm talking about. Tell me how you started pulling that off. It all started in 2005. I was starting to draw about 200 to a thousand people. It would just, it would be all over the shop. So it's almost incredible. It'd be incredibly hard to scale a tour, meaning one night you're playing to 180 people. The next night you're in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and you got 1,200. Once it starts to even out, you can actually go, okay, we can bring this amount of lights. We can afford to do this and that. And we'd always have this standing house gig in in Jacksonville, Florida, and in in, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, which at that point in time were my two biggest markets domestically. And we were firewalled by these promoters. And they basically, all intents and purposes, you know, told William Morris, my agent at the time, we started to look at these markets and we're going, they were offering us $3,500 or $2,500. And those were our biggest paydays. And we said, well, how much if we took all the gross receipts from this one club tour we were doing and promoted the Embassy Theater in Fort Wayne, which we still play, which holds 2,600 seats. We knew we couldn't sell 2,600 seats. Same thing in Jacksonville. We went from this place called Freebird Live to where it was kind of a club to the Florida Theater, which was 1,600 seats. We knew we couldn't sell 1,600 seats, but people don't have eyes in the back of their head. And then we could shut the balcony down. We, we raised the ticket price to and we, we went out and rented some lights and, and, and made it like, you know, we were pretend rock stars, like we've actually put on a real gig. By the time it was all said and done, $3,500 turned into $25,000 after, after you paid all the expenses. Ding, 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 ring the bell. Okay, now how do you scale it? Well, then every tour from 2000 to 2008, we would cherry pick our best markets and we would go in and we would four wall. And four wall is just a, a, a highfalutin Madison Avenue term for we're going to rent the venue and put the gig on sale. And by the time 2008 ended, we were not only four walling everything in, in America, we were four walling in, in Europe as well. And we don't now we don't do a show that has a traditional quote unquote promoter and we can put on the kind of production and show that we really think the fans deserve. And that, and that's basically the model is betting on yourself time and time and time again. So if I could just sum that up. So instead of relying on a promoter to book the gig and get a, a portion of the proceeds, he is renting the actual venue knowing that he's not going to sell it out, but charging people an inflated ticket price, like instead of paying, I don't know, $10 to come see the show, you pay $35 to go see a Joe Bonamassa show. There's less people there, but they can put on a better show. The band brings in more money, and they have tighter control over what they're doing. And it seems like that's worked for Joe Bonamassa. Like, uh, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like it's worked really nicely, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Isn't that yeah. Cool? I absolutely love that model, and I, I, I love the um, the willingness to, like you said, bet on himself. You know, um, I find a lot of times venues. I mean, you know, God bless them, and I know they've had a rough year, but like some of these people treat musicians like, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when when they when I was seeing a lot. of I mean, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but like, because everyone was having like a rough year and still continuing to, and I don't, I don't, you know, I have friends who are clo- who are promoters and and all that. So you yeah. know, 
we know who they are okay there's certain people out there who uh they don't treat people nicely and uh Mm -hmm. you know when they're like we're family you know it's like yeah well you were the (laughs) same guys who were telling us that you need to we needed to get our gear out by midnight because you had a dj coming and you know like so like anyway it's great that bonamassa is kind of has figured out this loophole to and it's like well you know what we don't we we just need the room we don't need the people who work there Mm -hmm. Right, you know, right. and uh, and it's in in reality, it, you don't. You know, if you, as long as you can kind of replace those roles with functional, you know, people who can yeah. run the thing and make sure that there's nothing, you know, that goes wrong. Um, oh, hey, Bird Clock, what's up? Bird Clock agrees. Um, yeah, very into that. Very so um, he's no, got to run I like security. It. I like it a lot. And I'm glad you shared that. I wish, I, you know, I wish that like the Red Knots are sort of uh, the Red Knot Chili Peppers, the touring, uh, the tribute act that I play with is kind of where he is describing that's the first thing i thought of when i heard that i yeah. was like this sound that probably sounds like the crowds you guys pull it's exactly it and it's and it's it wavers yeah it's like one night 100 people next night 2000 you know and you can't yep. you, it's a, yeah how can you scale it's just no consistency right um right. and uh, and those are the kinds of guarantees that you know that were offered and so we're at a point where we are off now started to be tempted by the door deal yeah. And not the guarantee, but it's scary because if you don't take the yeah. guarantee, you, you know, you, you could be SOL. Yeah. You can lose a lot of money. You can lose mm-hmm. money. You know I mean? Not, I'm not even just talking about like making, not making money, but you can, you know, so uh-huh. exactly. We, we, and none of us can obviously afford to do that, especially out of the year we've had, yeah. but, um, you got to bet on yourself, you know, it's, yeah. and that's, yeah. and that's not, I mean, that's, that's not just the music business. That's everything. Right. It, yeah. I mean, it's not for like the indie band that's just coming up. You got to have no. a certain level of like, you know, prestige and, and name recognition. But well, and you also have to have the business acumen to do it and yes. the yeah. people to help you. Because they are taking over promoter role. Right. They are yeah, taking right, that on right, themselves. Right. You can't just be like, well, we don't need you. And then not re- not fill that role <laughs> right. properly. And and he tried it in markets that he knew what they were going to get. Exactly. Right. So that exactly. so it wasn't it wasn't a crazy yeah, bet. It, it wasn't him. like they built the whole tour that way. Yeah. So, and honestly, when I when I listened to this episode, I was like, this is like the perfect fit for, for Corey Wong because that's Wolf's, Wolfpack's deal. Exactly. It's like exactly. doing it themselves, figuring out how to do it themselves. And this whole four wall concept was... It's pretty cool. And the venue's still making money. They, and, they don't, totally. and, and they don't even have to hire anybody to show up. They're yeah, getting a rental for the night, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're renting the venue for yeah, the night. Yeah, to go, we're off, guys. Somebody else yeah. is paying for the you know room. So yeah. there you have it. Yeah, No, and I, I give him props. I mean, he's definitely smart, you know? Oh, he's uh, mm-hmm. smart cooking, um, for sure. You know, and so... Um, Especially because it's like, yeah, like how can he, you know, how is he doing what he's doing when he's doing he is who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I remember Jay uh, getting one of his CDs out at the library. Okay, you know, like you get like CDs at the library. I was like, yeah, sure, you know, people sure. talk about how great this guy is, and I even thought he was great in that documentary. Let me listen to this, and he does uh, a Zeppelin song "T for One." Is that what it's called? I don't know if you're familiar with this tune. It's okay, yeah, very, I know, I know what you're talking about. It's like since I've been loving you with yeah. a slight little twist. Yeah, is that and on in through the outdoor or out through the indoor? No, or? it's on presence. Okay, 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 and I believe. You you might be right about that. It might be on the on in through the out there. Anyway, it's late late Zeppelin. The point is that his version is just <laughs> so like bloated and just so presence. Yeah, ah, it's, it's you were right so good. yeah. Well, so I, that's bloated. one thing I know a little bit about. But it, yeah, he um, 
it just didn't have any soul to me. Yeah. It just sounded like yeah. like there was like it sounded. I think I feel like there was like synths on it. You know, I was like, this isn't this is not working for me, man. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. You can be the best <laughs> yeah. guitar player ever, but I don't just know. Just a little too much cheese, maybe. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. It's, it felt like it was trying to please everybody. Mm-hmm. You know. But it's so funny because that's the exact reaction that I had, and right. this is like a, I get a, it. a really good friend of mine, Ernie Beck, like, and a great guitar player, and he knows what he's talking about. Right. And I was just like, I didn't want to break his heart. Like yeah. I was like, this is not for me, dude. I we're just working on different. Right. Right. Yeah. Know. yeah. But yeah, no, Joe Bonamassa, brilliant guy and a really funny guy and super smart when it comes to yeah. Yeah, business deals and, and gear. Yeah. So respect. Check that respect. stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Sharp dude. So anyway. Very cool, man. Yeah, guys, I'm glad. It is late tonight. We, it is. We it is. We got to go. <laughs> we got to go. wrap it up. So, Greg. Why don't you tell the people where to find us, and we'll get the heck out of here. All right. Mm. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our handle is at ShouldCheck. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a review. Send us an email at YSCIOPodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, visit our website, YouShouldCheckItOut.com. Tell a friend. Let's get going here yo yes indeed yes indeed tell a friend and thank you for everyone who uh helped us out with the uh solo artists yeah this week thank this you week. thanks for the got a live show coming up in two weeks that's right, right on we went facebook live on may 3rd right that's the plan stan Woo. yep so tune awesome. in for that and until then uh stay safe everybody yes. peace we'll see you next week later see ya.